Petersfield's Shine Radio. Shine Radio's Growing Together with Claire Venice and Steve Amos is supported by Alitex. Modern Victorian glasshouses made in South Harting. Hello and thanks for joining us in Growing Together, the gardening podcast from Petersfield's Shine Radio. I'm Claire Venice and I'm with Steve Amos on a sunny day at the Adhurst Estate Allotments. Good afternoon. Hi Steve. How are you doing? I'm great, thanks. How are you? I'm really well. There's something about the righteous and the sun shining, I think, (laughs) but we do all right, don't we? Yeah, and and checking the weather forecast. Okay, (laughs) maybe not so righteous then. (laughs) As lovely as it is recording in your shed under a blanket (laughs) in the pouring rain. I know, it's, it's much, it's nicer, much nicer like this, isn't it? Yeah, and really The birds nice. are singing and no, it's lovely, eh? really lovely. Clouds are gorgeous. Your dog Luna is joining us. She is. You might hear her yes. occasionally snuffling around. Yeah, the allotment is. dog. She's very helpful sometimes. And then when she runs full length of all the uh, the potato bags, it's uh, not so helpful. I bet she loves doing that. Well, as I oh, walked up don't. here, I caught you picking her up and popping her into a, a wheelbarrow. So. Oh, she was so filthy. Her <laughs> paws were matted with mud. And I'd left a wheelbarrow the right way up, so it was half filled with water. So I thought I'd just dunk her in it and wash her feet. She couldn't walk properly because there was so much mud on her feet. <laughs> I'm sure she was smiling, though, when you were washing her feet. She I'm seemed sh- to enjoy she- that. Uh, I'm not sure she does. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's new down here? What have you been doing since I last spoke to you a couple of weeks ago? Well, Project Carrot and um, Parsnip are up and running. Everyone I've sown has come up, which is amazing, even the parsnips, which is unbelievable. So in the next week or so, they'll be thinning those out just to one per station. I've got the sweet peas in. I've been rotivating some of the beds so they're ready to go. Next job really is probably put the bean poles up. And then in the greenhouse, my goodness, the greenhouse is bursting. Literally, there's no space. The bench is completely full. All around the size is completely full. We've even got stuff on the floor. But then I got caught out. I went to bed and it was raining. Yeah. I didn't even check the weather forecast. Woke up to a frost. Yeah. Was, oh, Have you lost we... anything? I hope not. I did check. It looks all right. Mm. So I'm hoping the residual warmth in the greenhouse will, will be okay. But we'll see. We'll it see. was a bit scary, actually, wasn't it? We've had a couple of really cold nights. I actually, I did nip out to my greenhouse and I brought in my tomatoes and my peppers. You brought them in? Put them on the kitchen floor <laughs> overnight. <laughs> We're talking of greenhouses. In this episode, we have an interview with Nellie Hall, who is the creative director of Alitex, our lovely sponsor of the Growing Together podcast now. And Nellie is preparing for the Chelsea Flower Show coming up later in May. And she has been basically sowing everything they're going to have on the stand there from seed. And talking about running out of greenhouse space, she really is. And we said this last time, didn't we? I can't imagine the stress of getting stuff ready. I mean, and early for Chelsea. It's a different level, isn't it? It really is. So joining us this episode, we have Beth Benning from the charity Mind. Beth is based down in Havant and they are starting a new Petersfield gardening club at the Petersfield Community Garden, just next door. Well, part of the allotments, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's brilliant, actually. And it was really good to talk to Beth and find out what they do there and all about the new gardening club that's going to be It's interesting, isn't it? I think we talk about mind and mindfulness and green spaces and gardening is genuinely scientifically proven to help with mindfulness and your mental well-being and I know I go on about it a lot that you know I feel so much better when I come up here come up here for an hour at lunchtime get my dose of green and it just makes me feel so much better so much more relaxed it's almost as you come through the gates and you shut that gate and 
the real world is kind of left behind you and you just come here and you lose yourself for an hour. It's just so amazing and so good for you. I'm a massive advocate of anybody that's having a stressful time or anything, just get outside, get amongst the trees, go for a walk in the countryside and if you're lucky enough to have a garden or an open space near you, just get in it. Immerse yourself in it. It's so beneficial. I find it exceedingly beneficial. Yeah, I do too. Mm. That big dose of vitamin G. Vitamin G. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> vitamin garden. Vitamin G. Love it. Now, there are a number of different gardening celebrations at the beginning of May. It's National Gardening Week, apparently. Yep. Not uh, Naked Gardening Week. No. Just, there is a Naked Gardening Day, isn't there? Is there? Yeah, there is. One to look out for, definitely. We'll have to find out the day of that. <laughs> Steer well clear of the Exactly. Excite not to be seen. <laughs> so it's National Gardening Week, May the 1st to the 7th. It's also International Compost Week, May the 7th to the 13th. And... It's International Dawn Chorus Day on May the seventh. There's days and weeks for everything. These they days, seem don't to they? have. You but, can't keep. Talking. You know, and as, as a, an avid gardener, you know, every week's National Gardening Week for me. And there's loads of gardening groups around, isn't there? All the, all the local villages and little hamlets around here have all got a little gardening club or association. And, and you said mind uh, opening up their the new venture here at the community garden. It's brilliant. I think it's absolutely brilliant. I love it. Well, since you mentioned that, hopefully people are going to be able to showcase a number of the different gardening groups and florists in the Petersfield area during the Petersfield Spring Festival, which is at the end of May, the last bank holiday weekend, so 28th and 29th, in collaboration with Petersfield in Bloom and Alatex. Yeah. yeah, so Alatex are very kindly loaning their mobile greenhouse. Do you think they'd miss it? Well, I did wonder. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to be in the square on the 28th and 29th and we're inviting a number of different gardening groups and florists as I mentioned in Petersfield to come and showcase let everybody know what they do so hopefully be able to pop into the greenhouse have a look around immerse yourself in the gardening world around us it might be quite a nice place to be knowing the good old British weather and uh, bank holidays it's likely to rain isn't it so we're going to hide in the greenhouse yeah as I normally do anyway yeah, it's well, not weather yeah, absolutely. makes you feel much better so that's quite exciting so look out for that as well well let's hear from Beth Benning from the charity Mind about the new Petersfield gardening group that's starting at the Petersfield Community Garden in May Hi Beth. Hello. So can you tell us first a little bit about the charity please and what you do here? Yeah, so I work for Having a New Tense Mind and I am one of the senior leads here. I cover the East Hans Patch. We're a six month recovery service so we take on clients who are in recovery with their mental health and we support them through workshops, courses and peer support groups. Our clients will refer into us. They can self-refer or they can refer through a professional and then they get booked into a triage appointment and that will be uh, with a practitioner and they will assess whether they're right for the service and then we would book them in for an assessment. And then that was a longer appointment where we will go through different areas of their well-being, such as physical health, mental health, relationships, self-esteem, build a good picture of them, like a holistic view of what's going on for them. And then we complete a recovery plan with them where they can set SMART goals about what they'd like to achieve towards their well-being. We will also talk to them about our workshops courses and peer support groups that they can attend. Our workshops are two hour sessions and then our courses are six weeks long and we have lots of different subjects so for example anxiety management, stress management, building self-esteem and then our courses, some examples of those are anger management, positive thinking for well-being, 
and they can attend those and they can also attend peer support groups that are optional and even if they've done with the workshops of courses they can still carry on with peer support groups. So at the moment in East Hants we've got some virtual groups and some face-to-face groups and they run every week and then we've got our face-to-face group so we've got an arts and crafts group um, that takes place at Winton House and then we're setting up this gardening group which is really exciting. It's really exciting. With the referrals are they just for adults? Yeah so the service I work for is the adult wellbeing service that's 18 plus Um, but we do have a children and young persons team that's a safe haven for them and they are 11 to 17 year olds. We also have a families team as well but we We do have a safe haven for our adults as well, so that's 18 plus, and they are open in the evenings from 6pm till 10pm, and that's people who are in crisis. They don't need to be with adult wellbeing to be able to access safe haven. It could just be anyone at all. They don't need an appointment or a referral for that service. They can just drop in to us at the hub um, between 6pm and 10pm, or they can give us a call um, between that time. So tell us more about this gardening club. It sounds like a wonderful idea. Of course I would say that. <laughs> but yes. it does sound like a wonderful yeah, idea. Yeah, we're really excited. Um, so we are we are launching that at the beginning of May. And it's going to be on a Wednesday afternoon once a month um, at Petersfield Community Garden. And we are going to just enjoy the sunshine, learn some gardening skills, just really basic gardening skills, even if you've never garden before you know people can absolutely have a go and see how they they find it but it's also just a really good opportunity to meet other like-minded people who are also struggling with their mental health it's just very positive social group so they can come along there's always going to be facilitators there from mind leading the group but they can meet other people who may be in the same boat as them who may be struggling and just come along to support each other while gardening out in the sunshine which is really good for mental health anyway so we're excited I mean the garden looks beautiful I went and visited it a few months ago and it's just lovely they've got so much there it is a community feel and they do have a say about what happens in the garden which I think is lovely and one of the reasons why I wanted to set a group there yeah it is quite a special place can anybody turn up or do they have to be referred through mind to take part in this so the community garden itself they do accept anyone to turn up however for our group that we're going to be doing once a month if they going to be joining us in our group we do ask that they refer into our service and then they have that assessment done with a practitioner so if they want to join us that's how they'll be doing that and how many people do you think will be a part of the group well we've had a lot of interest actually yeah so we have we phoned around the current clients we've got in east hampshire and at the moment we've got i think about seven on our list to to attend which is really great and then more people were interested so if anyone else is wanting to come and join then they can refer into us and have an assessment and then come along now are you a gardener yourself i i do really enjoy gardening I probably wouldn't go as far as saying I'm a gardener, but I hope that I would get to that point because I'll be doing the group as well. So um, I might be able to give myself that title maybe after a few weeks of doing it. But I have done some gardening in the past and I do really enjoy it, especially when the sun is shining and it does just make me feel a lot better. It's really good for well-being and lifts my mood. I just find that 
planting things and then watching them grow over time is just really rewarding. Absolutely is. I'm completely 100% with you there, absolutely. And we record the Growing Together podcast right next door, so Mm. we'll pop over and and say hi at some point. Yeah, that would be great. Beth, it's been lovely talking to you. Thank you very much for telling us about the group. How can people contact Mind should they like to be referred and be a part of it? So they can phone us. So our telephone number for the Adult Wellbeing Service is 0392 four nine eight nine one six they can also email if they would prefer at wellbeing at easthansmind.org if they would like to access safe haven if they need some crisis support then they can call them between 6 p.m and 10 p.m on 0300 303 1560 thanks very much beth well hopefully we'll be able to wave to you across the fence when you next come to the petersfield community garden great to hear about what's going on there at mind So how's your greenhouse looking in the garden? What's going on? I need to ask you, actually, just reminded me, mm. about the creature. Oh, yes. What is the mysterious creature digging in your front garden? Yes, digging my potatoes or yeah. in my potato plot. I hope they haven't dug my potatoes up. But we did set up a wildlife camera and we discovered it's a huge rabbit. Is it? So what are you going to do with it? Well, funny enough, I've actually noticed, and this is quite an amazing rabbit. I'm quite, I'm quite impressed with the rabbit because... <laughs> Have it, you named him yet? No, I haven't seen him for a few days, so I don't know if he's going to pop over again. But early one morning, I opened up the bedroom window and he was there, or she, in the front garden yeah. at the time. And obviously, the rabbit heard me open the window and literally scarpered front garden, down the steps, onto the driveway, across the road... No across way. the road and up into the field. In Sounds front like of a our proper house. Peter Rabbit moment. Really? Wow. Yeah. Brave, brave rabbit to do that. It was a big, big rabbit, was though. It? Really big. Yeah, made made a number of holes. We we struggle here with rabbits, especially this time of year. There's lots of babies about and they have no fear whatsoever. Uh-huh. We've got a really healthy stoat population here. Do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovely. And one of the guys down the bottom has got a number of wildlife cameras. He reckoned there's about 10 of them. Babies, or, or little ones, stoatlets, I don't know what they're called, <laughs> having a right old good time of it. How sweet. Yeah, yeah. Lovely. And I've seen them here loads. They're amazing things to watch. If you ever get a chance to just sit back and watch a stoat, they're on it. Incredible creatures. Voracious hunters as well. It's fascinating. Yeah. And, and I thoroughly recommend getting a wildlife camera. You can get relatively cheap. You don't have to go super duper crazy. Worth looking out for. So, Steve, I was going to ask you, have you planted the pumpkin seeds that I gave you last time? Of course I have. <laughs> I thought you of might. Of course I have. They've not shown themselves yet, but the top of the, the compost where I've put them is just starting to crack. So they're, they're obviously making their move already. They're in one of my heated propagators. Until they pop up, then I'll put them in the greenhouse so they don't get too laggy. Good. And then start playing the okie-cokie with hardening stuff off. And do you plant courgettes as well? Because they're quite similar yeah. seeds, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. What I do, I plant courgettes, pumpkins squashes all in individual three inch pots fill the pot to the top with a good free-flowing compost and i mix my compost with either vermiculite or perlite three scoops of compost to one scoop of vermiculite or perlite just to loosen it up to give the roots a better chance to do their thing what i do is i pop them on their side so pointy side down into the compost backfill a little bit give them not a soaking just give them a watering and let them do their thing i think they'd be quite happy now planting this time of year hopefully it's warm enough look out for that frost catches you out my mother-in-law swears by may the 10th oh right in the past has said don't put anything tender out until may the 10th 10th. and i think that's actually probably wise words well a few years ago i'd early may i'd planted all my dahlias out 
they'd all been in the greenhouse but they'd been hardening off outside and um, one, one of the old plot holders here sadly passed away uh, last year but he said to me oh you don't want to be putting them out yet he said that's all you know I'm the daily expert honestly yeah, you've not seen the weather forecast for Wednesday night I was like no so they reckon it's a hard frost and of course I've got like 150 plants Ooh. planted so I made tents for them all. <laughs> I made little tents over everything. And he was right. We had a hard frost that Wednesday. And I lost the ones on the end. But only the ones on the but end. you did save them. Yeah, yeah. I've been known to put covering over my espalier apple trees. Oh, yes. And peg it for a night or two. It's yes. looking like it's cold. Once the blossom is out, you so don't need, want that. need to watch it. Yeah, Definitely. you don't want the blossom to get frost. No. You won't get any fruit. And that's no, no, no. really no, depressing, gone. isn't it? Absolutely. So I'm in my greenhouse, you asked, I've been transplanting seedlings yes. into their next size pots. Yes. I'm running out of space and it's taking a lot of time, but I'm really enjoying the process of that because I've got more growing this year than I had last as a result of having yeah. the greenhouse, but I'm growing probably far too much, as well, usual. I, I reckon, I had a little count up the other day, so I'm doing a plant sale over at Yately. So you're saying you've grown lots. I had a little count up the other day, I think, and um, I reckon I've got about 250 plants. Most of them all got potted on. My back was killing me. <laughs> and I burnt through some compost as well, I tell you. I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, a lot of compost. Compost and pots. Yeah, there's a couple of garden centres over near Yately that do recycling pot bins. So I went and raided there the other day. Instead of going to the landfill or people binning them or burning them, I just had them. What a good idea. Yeah, great idea. Yeah. Everybody's got pots oh. hanging around their garden, the wrong size that you need at the wrong time. Yeah. What a great way to do Yeah, I think it's a brilliant idea. I've never seen it before, but there's all sorts in there. Yeah, great idea. That. And that's actually something that Nellie at Alatex talks about in her growing diary, is that they are trying to create things from items that they've already got there on site, reusing pots that they've mm. used in the past yeah, for yeah. various different shows. So hopefully there's a lot more out there now about how people can reuse, recycle, upcycle. It is really important, Last year for the steep flower show plant sale, I made a load of newspaper pots, which were great just for moving things around. But as soon as you water them, they just start falling to pieces. And I don't know, don't know a way around it, really. They don't have that longevity, no, do they? No, they don't. No. I mean, I have a bit of that with the toilet rolls that I use for exactly. sweet peas. Yeah, same, same sort of thing. Pop it straight in the ground, but they do get a bit yeah. mushy if you're not careful. Yeah. I... I reuse my pots year on year until they're completely knackered there's not a lot you can do about it then but the plastic's there it's in our environment it's in our ecosystem you may as well keep using it until you can't use it anymore and there's more and more pots that are made from recycled materials and more compostable pots coming onto the market as well so the new infrastructure is there it, it will be happening but at the moment it's really expensive i know and that's a shame so let's hear the first installment of nelly hall's growing diary for the chelsea flower show I've been really looking forward to talking to Nellie Hall, who is the creative director of Alitex Glasshouses, about her journey to this year's Chelsea Flower Show. Hello, Nellie. Hi, Claire. How are you? Well, you've caught me on a slightly stressy day, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But then I think that's the world of a gardener and somebody who is growing for a flower show, probably. First of all, I want to say a massive thank you to Alitex for supporting the Growing Together podcast because we're absolutely thrilled you've come on board to sponsor us and be part of our growing journey as we build this amazing gardening community that we have. So thank you, thank you very much. It's a pleasure. It's lovely to have you with us. So, Chelsea Flower Show, we are sitting in one of your beautiful Alitex greenhouses surrounded by amazing plants. How early do you plan for Chelsea? Well, if I tell you we've got an idea for next year, <laughs> well, you're kind of always thinking about what to do. Um, and because you need to have a bit of a theme to hook everything onto, 
last year was dead easy because it was our 70th birthday and our 60th Chelsea Flower Show. So it felt like a year of celebration. So that was kind of easy to come together and it was a standout thing to, to focus on. And almost as a, a direct contrast to that, it felt exactly right and in keeping with lots of our other aims for the year to be talking this year about something that's far more sustainable, about treading lightly, growing your own, and actually showing the true potential of, of only a greenhouse, which is what we've been doing. And you've been growing. have been growing. The majority so of the plants here. Growing. The vast majority of what will be on the stand, we've grown from seed here in our greenhouses using our propagators, our heaters, our LED lights, which I tell you about, they've been amazing, <laughs> cold frames, and I've run out of greenhouses. <laughs> How many greenhouses have you filled? Well, we had three here. One of those we gave away in a, a big charity thing two years ago. But boy, do I miss it because it was the biggest. You know, so we're just moving stuff all the time at the moment, opening everything up to get lots of ventilation in right now. When did you start sewing then? Because it's been a really strange year so far, hasn't it, weather-wise? It really has. I mean, we, we sewed some stuff late December and then everything that was above ground looking amazing in the wicked frost that we had. It was minus seven here. The fuse tripped. A few things we cut back and they've come back, like uh, climbing beans, they were quite resilient. We found they came back as kind of tough little seedlings. It did knock us back a bit, but lesson learned, we hadn't got enough of the power supply to have the heaters running. And then we're trying not to run anything too much, but obviously it's really working hard when it's minus seven outside. Yeah, so really in earnest, we started succession sowing or, or bulking up in January. So a lot of stuff, luckily, was below ground or just emerging and didn't get it. Anything that had a decent amount of leaf on, just everything perished. And when we have used the heaters, we've gone to a different power supply that's more reliable, and but then we can sleep at night. <laughs> so the theme this year, you mentioned sustainability, growing in a greenhouse. Why did you want to highlight that? In past years, we've often been a bit frivolous in how you use a greenhouse, and we've had a bit of fun at Chelsea, going on almost the alternative uses of a greenhouse, thinking the obvious use is obvious. And actually, as last year progressed, it felt really far more responsible to be showing what you can actually do. What's the real growing potential of having a greenhouse? And it is immense. And actually, you know, if you want to provide your own food more, more throughout the year, it gives you that opportunity. And you're not really cheating seasons. You're, you can extend, you can get started early. I mean, the tomato plant is a classic because... So many of us sow tomatoes maybe about now. Then you put your plants out in you know, end of May when the frosts are all over. And if you haven't got a greenhouse, the amount of green tomato chutney that gets made in September, because the plants don't get to a big enough size with big enough fruit to ripen in the sun. So getting things to a better, stronger state to get outside. I mean, you can be having your own veg far earlier in the season and you can then extend it throughout the year. And actually... You can grow salad leaves, you can get have potatoes going, and there's lots of things you can do in a greenhouse all year round. And I just really want us to show the potential, the true potential, if you are mindful of growing your own food, not only the pleasure of that, but also the psychological joy, apart from the stress, which I mentioned earlier. <laughs> so just the mindfulness, the utter joy of hands in soil. Still, the buzz I get, we sowed some seedlings, but the different shapes of beautiful vivid leaves popping up against dark brown compost it just it never fails to excite me mm -hmm. um and that buzz i just think is great it's good for us so what what are you growing what i mean it looks like you're growing absolutely everything you could possibly think of what are you growing for the for the stand what i wanted to do again was show um a mix of food that you can have in your garden in may 
and pollinators because again I think it's really important that we consider pollinators so we are we have <laughs> Monge 2 Shiraz which is, is it's a bit like a Monge 2 but it's, it's a red purpley red pod got a first couple of flowers coming on those so hopefully we might start having those in the next few weeks um, sweet peas obviously they're really perfect for that time of year and they're, they're just lovely to have in the garden We've got runner beans French beans broad beans some potted peas, I can't remember which variety, and they're coming on really nicely. They've been quite stable. If, as long as we keep slug and snail patrol on high watch, they've been okay. Um, we've also got kale, cavalonero. I can see the lovely cavalonero. Um, we've got two different kinds of cabbage, mm. we've got lettuce, we've got tomatoes coming out of our ears, <laughs> and herbs, we've got sunflowers, nigella, some marigolds, Ah, asparagus pea. First flower came on the asparagus pea. They're not beefing up as plants yet, but they are looking lovely. And cornflowers and sweet rocket, nautia, things that they might not be in flower, but really I want to show potential, not perfection, because we're not a show garden, so we don't get judged and, you know, we can have bare soil. I want people to really identify with it as a space and think, this is how I'd like my garden to be. As a working, a working, a working garden, garden, garden yes. And one of the aspects that's really important to me as well in this process is reduce, reuse, recycle. Making sure we're using everything that we have here as much as possible. We're reusing flooring, compost that we've used at shows and packed up and put back in bags. Reusing containers. So for years we'd buy plants for Chelsea, which is what everyone does, and they come in these evil black plastic. But we store them here. When we grow our own stuff, we use them year in, year out. I mean, some of them we've probably had for a good 10 to 15 years. So we're making a lot of use out of them, even though they don't have a circular life, if that makes sense. And looking for different containers, sink containers. There's a lovely new place in Peacefield, open Chapel Street Antiques. Got a few little gems from there the Ooh, other day. Handy tip. <laughs> um, yeah, just nice recycled containers that just add a bit of charm and a bit of interest. So we are about a month away as we record this. What are your concerns uh, at the moment? My concerns at the moment, twofold, are pests. Just, <laughs> that's the biggest. I mean, we're sitting here and we can just see a couple of leaves on this aubergine crawling. Um, so it's aphids. Yeah. Everything is growing and looking amazing. So the aphids have obviously just all woken up and gone, yes. <laughs> Certain things, just cabbages, nothing, all fine. Sunflowers, absolutely love them. They're all the sort of similar kind of texture of leaf. Um, yeah. So aphids, absolutely, but we have ordered some ladybirds. Ladies that lunch is my <laughs> hope. <laughs> and we're gonna, they can feast, so we can release them into the greenhouses and they will set to work um, gorging themselves on these aphids. And the other big pest is slugs and snails. And we're not doing anything gruesome with them, we are rehoming them. We're tempted to do tipex on the back of the snail shells, just wonder if they are coming back in. Oh, that's interesting. Because literally we're doing two or three snail swoops a, a week. And as a lot, okay. you can see, it's a lot of pots and all the kind of corners and crevices. So it's quite time consuming, actually. Yeah, absolutely. So yes, pests and, and general plant health and where they are in the journey. Are we going to have some sweet peas in flower? Are we not? Yeah, so it's that kind of excitement kind of fun yeah <laughs> yes the, I mean I'm sure you're used to the stress of Chelsea having done a number of different shows over the years but did you expect it to be quite so intense I think I think I've done enough Chelsea's I knew but we're also doing Morven and Babington which are also in May before Chelsea and I'm a bit precious about all these plants 
so for them to do some of them to do a journey to badminton in a van be unloaded sit at badminton not knowing what the weather will be like in a van again go to Morven, then come back here I am nervous because at the moment I've got total control. Gosh, so the, some of the plants will have yeah. two shows, third one by the time Chelsea they get to Chelsea. Third, yeah. Oh, I didn't realise that. I know, it does add another layer, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does. What's been your favourite thing to grow that you didn't expect? I'm really loving things like marigolds. I, I like a stocky plant <laughs> because they just feel like they're robust. And these marigolds are lovely and broad and they kind of look solid. The broad beans, again, the same. Mm-hmm. You don't worry about them. At the moment, I want stuff I'm not going to worry about. And, and you feel, you know, we've got sunflowers around us. And one of the yeah. problems of, of too much heat and not enough light is, is tall and spindly. And, you know, we've had really windy times, so, you know, we can't really put them outside. We had some tomatoes on a tray outside today and two blew over and snapped. Yeah, you're kind of always second-guessing. So I quite like a reliable, solid squat plant. (laughs) It's not the answer you expect. No, it's not. Actually, the kale, curly kale and the cavalo nero is just kind of a really nice sort of statuesque shape. Mm. I like eating it. (laughs) I do too. It was one of the first things I saw when I came in here, actually. It does. It looks beautiful. It's a darker leaf as well, the the actual cavalo nero. It does stand out against all the greens. Really lovely. I look forward to catching up with you in a couple of weeks' time to see how things are progressing. Hopefully your stress levels aren't as high as today. Well, we'll see, Claire. But obviously it's about remaining calm. And we're not showing perfection, we're showing potential. Got to be what we aim for, really. So hopefully that's what everyone else feels when they come. Thank you so much for telling us a little bit about your Chelsea growing diary. Thank you, Claire. Thanks so much, Nelly. Well, hopefully we'll be catching up with Nelly in a couple of weeks' time, just as the Chelsea Flower Show looms. Really excited. So, a little funny story for you. Harriet came home from school the other day. She said, you won't believe this. Look what I found on the floor of the art studio. And there was a photograph of me. From the paper. They were doing um, sort of collages from newspaper cuttings and what have you. The art teacher said, oh, is that your dad, Harriet? Yeah, yeah, it's my dad, yeah, he does the, this, just writes in the newspaper, and he's got a podcast, blah, 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 really boring, <laughs> really embarrassing. Oh, yes, I've seen his article, she said, and started chatting. And then one of her mates, a young lad called Pierce, said, well, I'm going to start listening to his podcast then. And he's listened to all the back episodes, and he's our new biggest fan. And at 12 or 13 years old, probably our youngest fan. So I've got to say hello to Pierce. Thanks for listening, mate. That is brilliant. Hi, Pierce. Great to have you with us. It'd be lovely to talk to you about maybe what you're growing, what you feel inspired to grow. Always nice to welcome new listeners. And actually, I've got a new listener to say hello to as well, and that's Rob, who enjoys gardening as well and listened to the podcast for the first time last month. And hopefully he'll be joining us every episode from now on. So thanks very much, guys. Great to have you with us. So, Steve, we can't really have an early May episode of Growing Together this year without mentioning the coronation. No. There is a category in Petersfield in Bloom that is a coronation category for growing for the coronation. Okay. So, I quite fancy some big, blousy hanging baskets this year. That sounds like a good idea. Lots of rich colours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Regal, rich colours. Lots of things dangling down and just looking big and proud. Sounds good. (laughs) I usually grow tumbling tomatoes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you said about that last year, didn't you? And I've got some again this year. But um, not so many have come up. They're they're being a bit difficult this year. Maybe it's a funny weather. Maybe it's a blousy, edible hanging basket. Sounds good. 
yeah Good idea. give it a go yeah, do you yeah. think get some fixtures up we'll have a look so that's something i thought we'd do do you do anything down here at the allotment for it uh, we're not doing anything for the allotment i think there's so much going on you're not going to be able to avoid it it's a three-day weekend lots to do in the garden <laughs> that's what i was going to say hopefully the weather's nice and we yeah. can all be out in the garden extra time so, in the garden fingers crossed for good weather i hope so i really hope so there's a couple of plant sales coming up as well isn't there there are yes uh we've got coming up loads of local events we thought we'd list a few of the local events coming up as i mentioned it's the international dawn chorus day on may the 7th and pecan which is petersfield's climate action network group are organizing an early morning visit to merritt's meadow in petersfield to listen as the dawn chorus begins with robin hart who's a local wildlife recorder and so he'll be there with you and lots of flasks and blankets i'd have thought and also there's a steep plant sale on may the 13th the Liss plant sale on may the 20th privet church flower festival on may the 27th and 28th and the spring festival in petersfield which is from may the 27th in the evening and then the 28th and 29th that yeah. holiday weekend it's, i think it's quintessentially english isn't it all these festivals and plant sales and the may fairs and the fates come out it's i think it's brilliant i love the time of year i do too yeah, yeah. it means things are growing it does doesn't yeah, it absolutely it does. well before we go a special birthday is coming up of yours <laughs> and um so i thought just a little thing well a couple of little things oh my goodness since you made fun of me growing my heirloom cucumbers i did not make fun of I you i got from the plant sale They've popped up. Oh, wow. Every single one I sewed. And here's one for you. They're called Crystal Lemon Cucumbers. Fantastic. And this is the, um, the little round ball-shaped cucumber. Apparently so. Thank you. There you That's go. very kind of you. And another little thing, which actually seems to follow the lemon theme, which I didn't realise. Okay. But this is a lemon drop chilli pepper. Oh, you said about these mm. as well. And these oh, wow. have come up so well They're really healthy-looking plants. Yeah, so you might have to keep that one under cover a little bit. Well, both thank, under cover a bit. Thank you very much. That's so, very kind of you. And um, just a last little celebration. Uh, <laughs> a couple of carrot cakes. Oh, bless you. Since we're at the allotment. They're and you amazing. Are the Project Carrot Man. Claire, that's lovely. Thank you so oh, much. Right. That's very kind of you. Well, happy birthday, thank Steve. You very much. I hope you enjoy it. I your will day. do. Thank you very much. That's it for this episode. Thanks so much for joining us. It's always great to have you with us. Thanks also to our guests, Beth Benning and to Nellie Hall. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a question or you'd just like to say hi, you can email us, team at shineradio.uk, or you can call or WhatsApp us on 01730 You can also say hi and follow us on Instagram, and that's growingtogether underscore shine radio. So until next time, happy gardening! Growing Together is new twice a month and supported by Alitex, modern Victorian glass houses made in South Harting. Get the latest editions of Growing Together at any time at shineradio.uk.